welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. <laughs> This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to episode 26 of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. This month, we are talking about African-American music appreciation, but first, a word from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. This episode is sponsored by Divine Timing, which is your one-stop shop for all things adulting. You can check out their website at fearforme.com and purchase everything on the website. It's all digital, so it's quick, easy downloads directly to your devices. And if you type in the uh, coupon code WMB22 at checkout, you will save 22% on everything on the website. Yay. So you all know we start every episode with a quote. This episode's quote is, Dear Music, thanks for always clearing my head, healing my heart, and lifting my spirits by Lori D. So yes, <laughs> what do y'all think about that quote, ladies? That quote reminds me of a song on Brandy's sixth album which is essentially her like love song to music and it essentially says the same it has a a very similar lyrics like the context is exactly the same like that pretty much is what her whole heart is which it's such a beautiful song I absolutely love it it's on the 211 album that song reminds me of the interview we did with Ernest and his purpose for um saying why he was drawn to music callback I love that. So as we continue to talk about Black Music music Appreciation Month, we continue with talking about rapping, aka hip-hop, R&B, and spoken word poetry. So I'm excited because I think these three really go together and they, what is it called? Like they flow off each other. So, um, but before we get started, ladies and either or, you ready? Sure thing. Okay. Spend a day on the set of a movie with your favorite actor or actress, or spend the day on a set of a video with your favorite artist. I absolutely love music, right? It's like in everything that I do. However, comma, I went to school for acting and anything having to do with the behind the scenes on how things are made, I'm gonna watch all the documentaries. So I'm gonna go with spend the day on a movie set. Controversial answer, neither. And I say that as on the set of a movie, well, yeah, movie, it's a lot going on. And those shoot days are long. And on the set of your favorite artist, I mean, that would be cool, but I'm, I don't want to just be on set just to be being on set. I got other things I can do. <laughs> I will spend my day in your trailer, catching up on shows, sleep, whatever, but I, no, no, I pass. 
I pass this either or. Not even with craft services? I'll be in your trailer and go to craft services. I'm absolutely going to craft services. I will say, I wouldn't <laughs> be on a, a music video set, but I'd be in a studio. Because again, I want I don't like want to know how the sausage was made. Like, I want to know what it takes to make a bomb-ass song. See, that I would do. Thing. Yeah, I would rather be in the studio because okay. that would be more songs, more music, get to see the creative space, get to see uh, the behind the scenes, what doesn't make whatever. But your music video, first of all, do they even make videos anymore? Like in the year of our Lord, 2022? You know, that's a good question. I have <laughs> not seen one. I just hear music. A handful of people do. Cardi's been making videos and um, Meg The Stallion has made a couple ones for like when they release a new single, they release the video first usually. Like they'll do but like a video sh- drop, like the visuals or whatever. But as far as like, I mean, and there's nothing, 106 and Park ain't on, so it's not like we got anything to watch. And those are like straight to YouTube and everything I was say, else. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're just out of the demographics where we're watching the music television shows like the VH1s, the MTVs, the BETs for the music. I don't even know if they still have those shows like they did back when we were growing up. I don't up. think so. Absolutely not. This is a tangent, so I'm going to wrap it up. But yes, if we change it to the studio for that with your favorite artist, I would do that gladly as long as they also have craft services or the assistant to bring food because <laughs> ain't nobody being hungry listening the to studio. your creative space. Yeah. But if it's the question as it is, yeah, I'm okay. respectfully. <laughs> So for me, I would want to do a movie and like the behind the scenes, because sometimes I'd be like, do y'all really do your own stunts? How is this working? Like, but I don't want to be like actually on the where they actually record the movie and do all that. I want to be in the editing room and be like, okay, well, how did you piece this together? Okay, you have all this footage. So how how is everything going together? Like, what does that look like? How did you take this scene and now you put it on the green screen? So that would be my... That would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to be an extra. So then I can see <laughs> in the final cut if like y'all can see me in the background. That would be me. You're like extra, extra? Yeah. You like... need somebody to stand in this spot? I would do it. <laughs> Girl, like the convenience store or the one on the street. They went that way yes yes give me the line because then you gotta pay me see well, you only get paid if you say what five words or more. I think yeah, I think it's like a, like a, a full send. I mean, extras do get paid, but like when you have like a speaking part, like that's more money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. They went that way. Go, go, go! I'll do it. <laughs> All right, ladies, we're gonna talk about spoken word poetry first. Are y'all ready for this? In the words of my itty bitty, let's do this. When were y'all actually introduced to spoken word poetry? I don't remember. I like as far as being introduced to it as a thing and, and being aware of what it is, I don't exactly recall. I remember when I've gone to like spoken word of slam poetry type situations. Those I remember we actually did kind of some things in high school for one of my English classes, probably juniorish year somewhere in there, where we would like write something and then kind of you know, shared it with the class or whatever. So that was kind of uh, my babies, you know, sticking my baby toe in, in the waters. But it wasn't until college where we actually went to like, you know, where was it? Some little corner by a tree below the student union. It was real suspect, but like, that's where you go for like the spoken word. And it was just, it was all the black folks. It was all like the black students. We would just be there for that. And like, that was really cool. That was really dope. I thought you went with me. Yes. I was like, I remember us walking because it was like really like, Nay, they had these like 11 30 12 it was 
we late. late. Hella late. In the middle on the scary campus. Well, it wasn't scary. But if you're walking this late on campus, going to this little hole in the wall spot on campus, yeah. and then you're looking over because you're, you're not down there with them. It's no. only like the poets and stuff who are presenting. And you're like looking over like. I don't even know how they got oh. in that little pit. I don't part. either. I don't remember how you get down there. But yeah. we would be like around the, I don't know, edge of the wall. Mm-hmm. Like everybody looking over. And vibing and whatever. <laughs> if you guys, if you've ever seen Pitch Perfect one and there's a scene where they're doing kind of like a riff or what they call a riff off in the empty pool yes you know what i'm talking about and how everybody was kind of around it it was like that mm-hmm. but we didn't know how to get in the pool part <laughs> it was yeah. just around the edge just watching people do like this like death like poetry mm-hmm. it was really cool that it was like, like thursday nights hmm? that sounds like a probate every thursday <laughs> it was like weekly I mean, <laughs> that's a really season be jumping oh. Mm. it is nine of them huh was it i don't know now (laughs) i'm now i'm trying to think was it because we showed just popped up we popped up every thursday like honey do you ready let's go yeah like yo you going to the poetry yeah absolutely that was a whole thing if it was a probate y'all would have known but that it gives me the feels of probate in my my college like being somewhere late all the black folks like some obscure place on campus yeah aka most of the time the thinker steps if you know their reference you know what what college i went to Uh shout out to them but um (laughs) yeah fascinating honestly i probably wouldn't have known it was a probate because all of essentially the majority of like real greek life I am absolutely unaware of this is why I should have went to HBCU this is why I say this all the time because I'm like I'm so unaware I absolutely went to PWI all that stuff we didn't have I just went there's black people it is poetry I'll go sure Mm -hmm. absolutely so so I went to PWI as well but we had people on the yard but my really really big introduction to Greek like married someone Greek Mm. from the alpha chapter of their fraternity Uh, so yeah that makes sense yeah that makes absolutely sense that will get you introduced. That'll do it. That will hey, do it. But, that will um, do it. When was I first aware of spoken word? I don't remember. But my mom used to write poetry back in the day. And she was even published in like this national poetry book. So I think, yeah. That's cool. I figure it was probably because of her but I don't know exactly where and when for some reason I want to say deaf poetry jam but that was you know deep cut but I feel like I was older for that especially because of the content purposes so I don't want to say that was my first but that's the one that's more vivid that my mama okay mine was definitely at school with Sunny D like going through the little maze trying to find it so but side note we need this book on your mama so we can read it too okay i'll ask about it okay i wrote a poem about (laughs) how much i hate algebra once i found it somewhere (laughs) i'm I'm done with this i hate you makes you not help me yeah it's hysterical i think i read it when i was 14 it's ridiculous (laughs) do you or do you both know why it's called spoken word so my whole word answer is because they are words that I spoke it. I mean, I was going to say something serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something very similarly. It's like uh, a pattern of speech of words spoken orally. Sure. All right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the way, um, the way, because it's more performance based, 
and it's like a performance art. And so like, unlike written poetry that you would read from like, what's the dude's name? Edgar Allan Poe? Edgar, is it? Edgar. Edgar or, um, dang, who's that other white lady? Okay, I can't think of her name. Well, but... the first one was a white man. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I had a white man and a white woman in my head, oh, but okay. I was like, I can't remember her name. And we talked about her in school. That's probably why. <laughs> okay, brain fart. But anyway, like the performance of it, the rhythm, the cadence, the emotion that comes behind it. So I think that is awesome. But also, why is um, why do you guys think that is so powerful? I think it's powerful because when you're just reading poetry, I, I feel like it's the same way why audiobooks that are written by the author are more effective than if you were a just to read them yourself or if a not if the someone else that wasn't the author would read them to you because these are their own words. You know what I mean? So they're speaking it in the cadence with the intention and how they wrote it and the meaning, like all of this, the nonverbal stuff comes out more. And I think the words make more sense when they're spoken in a specific way, like with intention, as opposed to you just reading out loud. Yeah. In addition to what Sunidi said, I think it's the imagery that it portrays. They paint that picture using, you know, the cadence, the particular inflections and feelings and emotions wrapped up into their words. It's easy to get wrapped in their story where, well, good spoken word poetry. It's easy to get wrapped into their story because there's always that one that's like, see the man (laughs) stares to the ground. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear that one. Like, boo, get him off the stage. Gone. Gone. But no, that is true. That's true. true. I just didn't, the way you came out with it was like, Um, No, that's true. And it's like so powerful because it fosters this culture of active listening. Like you have all these people, these young people, but like you said, you're listening. It's a performance. You're bringing them into your world, your emotions. And if you, like you said, if you're great, man, you'll get a standing ovation or standing snaps. If you're not, you'll be like, okay, politely leave the stage. Next. I think you can really tell people who are great at it because it's almost the involuntary responses that you give them, that call and response that takes place. Like you don't even realize that you were you know, co-signing and everything else in the middle of their spoken word poetry and like not heckling because it's not said out of malice, but just, you know, that involuntarily talking back to them. That's how I know it's good. Girl, yes, 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 yes. Like, We'll get to, well, we'll start it now. Um, Who's your favorite spoken word artist? If you have one. Don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have one. However, I will say I absolutely loved Amanda Gorman's poem that she read at, uh, or that she um, did at Biden's inauguration. If y'all don't know who Amanda Gorman is, I think she was the youngest inaugural poet, right? Like ever in the history. Beautiful Black woman, like just, just so beautifully spoken this this poem was it was just so mesmerizing to watch her so I don't have a favorite but kind of brings me in the same mindset of Amanda Gorman Lene Vinay on IG she does the parking lot pimping and on a couple of mixtapes and everything she's um done a few spoken word pieces on the latest Oh, the name just escaped me. Never mind. But yeah, she did a piece on theirs and it was really, really, really dope. 
I like her a lot. Oh, and Amanda Seals back in the day did spoken word poetry. Did too. She, she did. did. She did. You're right. She sure did. Um, my favorite is actually a local artist in Tejas, and her name is Masterpiece. Um, she is, I think, from Ghana. I don't know, but her pieces when she speak, she literally commands the room and she her pieces are so powerful she does a lot of women um women empowerment in her speech uh, her pieces but like it's her delivery like she when i say engages and interacts with her audience like when she performs she's up there but then she's like walking around side note her outfits baby mm, 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 are so beautiful all of them are custom tailor made for her by her family um and she has this whole entire line too but like when when she actually speaks it is so powerful like she, when she walks up everybody's like quiet don't you talk don't you move not let her speak so i would say she is hands down one of my favorites so do y'all know who created or how spoken word poetry was created i am unaware if i had to take a guess without looking anywhere i would say probably somebody had a poem somebody else had a beat or a melody and they put them together and he decided to say his little poem to whatever beat and melody that was played that sounds pretty accurate from what i would guess or he said his poem and he was really really animated because you know as black folks we gonna we gonna put a little extra (laughs) in whatever we do and so he was real animated with the way he said it and they were like you know what that sounded pretty good somebody else was like I'm gonna do that too Mm -hmm. with the elements of like all the genres right like the jazz the storytelling hip-hop rock folk music theater like all of those coming in together to make this beautiful new field is it would it be a field genre 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 spoken word genre of genre of entertainment yeah let's let's do that so what I like about poetry and then how or spoken word and then how we can transition into rap is that honestly like when we were talking to Ernest like the lyrics to rap songs are very lyrical and poetic like and I'm gonna use my favorite one caveat the good ones oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is my disclaimer for this whole portion. i was gonna say let that just be, be like the ones. caveat for everything the good, ones. good ones the good ones yes because i was gonna use one of the great tupac mm, my brain said tupac motherfucking shakir but <laughs> Tupac is freaking amazing. Like, even if you read his lyrics without the beat, like, you're going to get something from it. And I do believe he was way before his time, honestly. But yeah, like, he is a poet and a rapper, which I love when you merge them together. And like you said, the good ones, because some of this stuff where you're just over here yelling, Panda, 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 Panda. I'm no one knows what you're saying. Girl, that Dr. Seuss rat. <laughs> The Dr. C's rap. But um, another artist who does that really well is Frank Ocean. Like you strip his music down, like just to him, the lyric, it's so hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> like he is a good one. Frank is that man. Don't get nearly as much shine and flowers he as he should. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, Frank is that dude. That is true. I feel like somewhere on some, maybe it's a talk show. I feel like it's in like a late night talk show or something. Don't ask me which one it is. It's some 
my God, I have no idea. However, they have a segment where, so, and they don't do this every show, but I think every, like occasionally, and uh, hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about or somebody in the universe does, but there's a segment where they take lyrics from songs and then they just, they just speak them like spoken word. So it's like you taking any, any song really. I mean, it could be an, an Ariana Grande song or something, just like a random song they take, the alphabet or something like that. And then their purpose is to speak it in a spoken word style. It's mostly done for like comedic purposes. It's like Mary Had a Little Lamb, but like Def Jam, like, like Def, like poetry style or something like that. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yes. I don't know if it's true, but that sounds very Jimmy Fallon-ish, especially I was say, yeah. the roots are his house band. That's true. Maybe it is Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon. I knew it was one of those. I know it's one of them, but it's always funny to what anytime I catch it, because I don't watch it religiously, but occasionally I'll see a clip or something that circulates on the internet. And it just, it makes me laugh because some of them are absurd. <laughs> They're really absurd, but some of them are like, dang, that's kind of fire. <laughs> Anytime you talk about late night white men, just say Jimmy or John. Yeah, that's true. 90% true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Is John the British one? Girl, John Stewart, Jimmy Fallon, or James. James, James Corden. Corden. Uh, just say Jimmy, John, James. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Well, do you all know who created hip hop? Black people. Finally. You get $100. (laughs) Somebody in the Sugar Hill Gang. So Clive Campbell um, is one of the ones or who is given credit to creating hip hop because he was well he was a Jamaican immigrant who was the first major hip-hop disc jockey and he goes by cool how do you say that last one Herc cool Herc but aka as we all know him for me I when I saw his name I was like who is this but then I saw Clive Campbell I was like oh I know you but I didn't originally know his his, his DJ name but did y'all know that Mr. Clive I did not know that mm-hmm. I know it's hip-hop. I know it started like 70s mm-hmm. is when it started to become a thing really blew up in the 80s but i know it started in like the the mid to late 70s so yeah so of course we're gonna ask who is your favorite hip-hop artist if you have one (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't (laughs) okay i just had to write this down I don't have a, I like, I don't listen to hip hop exclusively or frequently enough to have like a favorite hip hop artist. There are definitely hip hop joints that come on. That's like, that's the jam. And that's will always be the jam. They're usually in that nineties realm. Cause that's musically in general is where I live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you play an old school, LL Cool J joint. I know the lyric, you know what I mean? Like you, you do like, um, you know, a Tupac or, you know, the popular Biggie songs, those I will know. Right. But an actual artist, as far as like the entire, entirety of their discography that I don't have so it depends on the day honestly but hold on but if I had to narrow it down to a record label probably TDE Top Dog Entertainment if I had to lay narrow it down to a group from TDE Black Hippie still need that album and if I had to narrow it down further to a person Kendrick love me some K love me some K dot okay for me I really like this new artist so and she's not new. She's been around. So obviously, you know, I'm going to say Cardi B because I like her. But my go-to, I mean, it really is Tupac. Like, I feel like he has a song for every mood or mood I'm trying to be in. But my introduction to hip hop was from, I don't know if y'all know them, but they were called the Ghetto Twins. And 
they had this song called Responsibility. And I remember, so back in the day, y'all, we used to have, so we didn't have like Google and stuff like that where we can look up lyrics. So we used to have to get the tape or the CD. Ah, ooh, put it flashback. in there yes. push play listen really really close to the speaker write your lyrics pause it as you write and then do it again and then again and again and again until you get the whole song so you just like what are y'all what are you doing in here I'm in here writing lyrics so I can be you know go to the party and I can like say the whole lyrics and then rap along with them so thank you Google for now we have a Google search where you can just type in I need these lyrics right but their names were ghetto twins and the song was responsibility baby I was introduced to that song by my cousin and we would just be in the car like responsibility have you ever heard of it nigga I'm a strong like it was y'all if you have some time just listen to it just listen to it it's like a huge woman's empowerment song for little girls but at the same time it's like dang this is like some real life that somebody's really going through but yeah so how were you both introduced to hip-hop or as in brown sugar that i'm giving credit to when did you fall in love with hip-hop and we know you both don't love them but introduced when was i first introduced i don't know i don't know when did i fall in love hip-hop be my side never the main that's perfectly spoken (laughs) i agree i don't recall when i first like was introduced to it I feel like I was I feel like I was much older than other kids my age because my parents we always listened to like jazz or like old R&B you know Anita Baker and Sade and like older music and that's just what I had always listened to so those songs I know and it wasn't until maybe like middle school when I would listen would, would be introduced to like the actual radio station and I'm like the heck are these people talking about because I'm just an old soul just and I always have been but it was probably middle school ish perhaps where I was you know getting more familiar into the more modern like tunes if you will um as far as falling in love with hip-hop I agree it's it's a nice side dish um but it is not the main course totally get that and I really like you like Nay said and I agree with you you're just a side chick but you're a good one when I need you um, when I need you when I need you mm-hmm. as the kids these days say it's that sneaky link the what that's a new one you know that break it down for me that's what the kids are saying it's the one you sneak and link up with the kids ain't all that clever it's very straightforward (laughs) (laughs) okay then okay so we went through our spoken word because everything based off hip-hop has to be written down and it's similar to poetry right then we talked about our hip-hop and now I say this one for last because I know both of y'all are going to have a lot to say for (laughs) the smile on your face (laughs) for the beautiful R and B, 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 B. So let's get into the (laughs) B mode. And I want to ask y'all first, what's your favorite R and B song? But I'm going to switch it and ask how were y'all introduced to R and B? Right out the womb. Straight up, like I said, old school Anita Baker and Patti LaBelle and Luther, obviously Luther. Um, you know what I mean? Big and small Luther, both of them. Uh, yeah, just. <laughs> 
that's just I've always that's just where my parents live that's that's their that was their music like that was their 90s music you know what I mean like that's their genre of music so that's all that I knew from like day one I feel similarly I feel like growing up especially if you grew up in a black church household with maybe older parents R&B is what is the secular music you could get away with because it's so closely tied to gospel and not be considered a heathen so (laughs) it is a lot of R&B played at the house now that content and subject matter might be heathenish but the way they sang it was closely linked to gospel because a lot of their artists started out in the church whole up story but yeah I think like Sunny D said from the womb you done heard some uh, well I heard R&B yep same for me like well mine was more blues coming out but yeah and then getting older getting introduced to Aretha Franklin Shaka Khan the great like Whitney Houston absolutely I you know sing in concert by myself because those notes are hard to hit so yes <laughs> so do y'all know who created R&B rhythm and blues 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 it sounds made up sound like someone was like there's yeah. rhythm to these blues and then oh hey that sounds good you know at first when I was looking it up I was like oh rhythm and blues I was like some black person decided to give somebody this nickname they want to keep saying rhythm and blues all day <laughs> they just like, like we're R&B. gonna call you R&B <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like something you would do <laughs> I was like, you know, we love giving people nicknames. True story. <laughs> Y'all, excuse Nakai and Sunny D. They just died. They be back in a second. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Side note, I'm over here like, get it together. And then all of a sudden, the song, get it together. By Every time <laughs> I say that to myself, that song pops into my head. And I'm like, I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying. It was, you, you're you just funny, Dave. Do you know who created R&B? Jerry Way. Um, I think he was a journalist turned record producer and he made it maybe in the late 40s question mark question mark you are correct in 1948 and he was a journalist turned record producer which I think is really cool and he moved with or like he created it with disco dance and then the doo-wop the funk and all of that and then merged it all together to create a beautiful R&B so ladies I kind of know what uh Sunny D may say or who her favorite person is but So who are, who is your favorite artist, your favorite R&B artist? Hands down the vocal Bible, period. End of story. That is the one and the only. If you do not know who that is, that is Brandy Rihanna Norwood. Okay. The vocal Bible. Favorite, always has been, will forever will be. Have all the albums, have the uncut stuff too. That was never released. Sure do. Made a whole playlist. It's fire. I'm actually still waiting on her to do an album with her brother because I think that would be actually really good. They would actually probably call it R&B since those are their actual initials. Right, Jane and brandy yeah it'd be really good forever forever my fave that's your favorite's fave fyi okay <laughs> brandy kudos to you um side note it was so interesting because i know like i've been knowing you for forever and i know you've loved her ever since i met you i didn't realize how well how much of a great artist she is and like her vocal ability until two things one the verses with her and monica <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh. I was she, living my best life with that verse. She could really sing. And then the other one is on Queen and like her character on Queen's The Show and like her rapping ability, like all of this. I was like, oh, she's multi-talented. And I was like, oh, okay. 
I see it. I see it. I think a lot of people now are getting exposed to her hip hop skills, which she's had for a really long time. And those true Brainy fans that know her persona and know what her rap persona is and what that name is, it shows up in some of her albums, especially number five, Human and Onward. It'll show up. But yeah, no, she's very skilled. I mean, her first cousin is Snoop. (laughs) That's true. Oh, yeah, they're related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was to me. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did y'all I see know her? Did y'all see her sing the national anthem at one of these football games just recently? I can't remember which one. It was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey. I'm going to need y'all to look that up. I'm going to send us the link. All right. And Girl, I, you know she got link, I know she probably yes. already got it ready. <laughs> Go ahead, Nay. <laughs> um, I don't have a favorite R&B artist. Like, lately, I've been big in my, my jazz bag. So I don't really have a favorite. Yeah, sorry. Okay, well, I do like this one. You like a lot. Oh, this one girl who isn't really well known, Snow Allegra. She's dope. Love her. You love Snow. I do. No, I do. Yes, absolutely. So my introduction to her was her Don't Explain album. I probably played that seventy-five million times because it's so cinematic. Mm -hmm. Sunny D as a theater person you probably thoroughly enjoyed that album because you could literally see the different scenes in the album like as she was singing it's really dope her um not her most recent one but the one before that i think is uh these feelings again like these feels again like that album man she's good i'm trying to really think of do i actually have a favorite artist uh probably not but the one that i listen to a lot would be LMA. I like her and I like more of her stuff that's not really on the radio. So I guess her uncut stuff. But I think she's just like a really talented artist and one that I don't think she is really big, but she's an actress and I think she doesn't get her credit is Amber Riley. Yeah. Like, have y'all heard her voice? Okay. Okay. So I I think I was introduced to her on, was it Glee? Yes. Yeah. And when I heard, when she did uh, Jasmine Sullivan's song, Break the Windows Out Your Car. And I was like, who is this little lady with this big old voice? And her just talking, I mean, not talking, but singing, like she doesn't get the credit in her flowers because that girl's voice is freaking out of this world. It is so beautiful. So I will say those two. Can I give a go back flowers to a person who does not get their credit in hip hop as they should because they're so behind the scenes? Esther Dean. Yes, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. Esther is Esther. dope. And she's been doing this for such a long time. She's so freaking talented. Her pen game is ridiculous. Like Esther needs all the props. She yeah, needs I was all introduced. The props. Yes, I was introduced to her on uh Pitch Perfect. Yep. And I was like, oh, who is this? Okay. And then come to find uh what was the song? Which one? Give me a minute. I gotta think of the song that she did. I, it wasn't with Nelly, but she had her own video and it was like a good little beat. And I was like, drop something with drop. Drop it low. Yes, drop, drop it low drop it low drop it low i'm saying the beat really wrong but you know so yeah oh that was a bar kind of no so yeah <laughs> and i think little known fact i think the name was Susie, but gucci man gucci main song yeah um i think i love her she's the voice of Susie. yes i didn't know that mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny because it's going around the social meets nowadays and it's a side by side of her rapping the part <laughs> with the song and it's the cutest because her voice is so like childlike you don't expect the words to come out I love Esther 
she has a very particular voice, like a very specific voice, but she has such a beautiful singing voice. She's incredibly talented, even just like as a, as a songwriter, she's talented, crazy, but vocally speaking, it's insane. And I've seen all three Pitch Perfect movies and she was in all of them, but I also have the soundtracks and all the music is, they're all acapella. So like you could hear, like there's no music. These are, they're all acapella songs, but like for the characters in the movie, they're all done acapella and you can specifically hear how like good her voice is on the soundtracks is phenomenal i love that and i'm gonna say this because it's already already out like his documentary on netflix um have y'all watched uh, kanye's documentary i have not seen it yet i haven't convinced myself if i wanted to watch it yet it's good i've only yeah um did y'all know he was a producer first yes oh yeah oh i guess i was the only one who didn't know that yeah that's how we got into them rooms girl let's all be honest kanye can't rap like you don't think he can his lyrics, no. I he like was not a good lyricist, but really, I to get samples and produce is immaculate. But Kanye ain't no good rapper. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm a, a disagree on that. <laughs> Like his personal life and all that, I don't think is a, it's a little much. But as a artist, like yes, producer, amazing, great. But as an artist and lyricist, I think he is great. Like I think a lot of stuff that he writes goes above people's head and they don't get it or can understand it. Again, I think he's one as a before his time. I would maybe agree on the earlier stuff, like the college dropouts, the late registrations, all of them. But this other stuff that he got, I feel like. Like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy I, I stopped listening after that and that was a great album mm-hmm. but this this new version of Kanye I'm like bro <laughs> I haven't heard any of the new Kanye I matter of fact I was jamming out the graduation this morning like that's my album for Kanye West it's the graduation album that's that's the jam the new stuff I couldn't I, I'm okay okay so maybe I do have a favorite hip-hop person three stacks who Andre Benjamin Oh yeah! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, I've heard that, but that's not a name. I've heard it in a song. What was that? Okay, all right, I got you. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. There, yeah, I, mm-hmm. he doesn't get his flowers enough either. Big boy like, doesn't either. I was gonna say, I, don't think of of I was gonna do. say, Outcast doesn't get. Oh the credit that they need okay maybe i do have more favorite hip-hop artists buster rhymes i enjoy him i okay. enjoy Buster's him. really good yeah i liked him on the mass singer he was on the mass singer mm-hmm. he was a dragon oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was oh. but yeah outcast they're amazing separately yeah. And yeah 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 they really don't and they probably get their flowers a lot more in um atlanta but i feel like they are definitely like underrated like they oh they were just Especially so different. Andre, yes. I could never get my hair that straight. They were so they were so yeah. different. And like their videos were just so unique. And it's like, what the hell am I watching? But you love it. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of Missy Elliott. Yes. Like how her stuff be so out of this So world. far in the future. But yeah. it's like, okay, you're taking me somewhere. Okay. And Missy, she doesn't get her flowers too. Side note, she, Missy looks freaking great. She looks amazing. Have y'all seen her? Yeah, she, she looks great. amazing. She don't get her flowers for hip hop. Yes. And she definitely don't get her flowers for her singing voice because 
because Missy be singing on the track. She does. Her and uh, Queen Latifah too. Yes, 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 yes. Now you know, that woman is voice. a whole Broadway star. Like, she is. Love. She is. Yes. Um. And then I was gonna say another to me who I I didn't even think about this. I jam him every day. My favorite song is Tale of Two Cities. Middle Child. The on the one and only J Cole. Like I don't know if y'all listen to him. I feel like Nay's about to come with some type of disrespect. So let me let me get my voice ready. I just I like his craft, but I still got issue with the way he came at No Name. I I do protect black women. Like bruh, she didn't even call your name, and you didn't call her name. But it was so explicit. We knew who you were talking about, and then to not like take what she said, internalize it, and everything. You want to play the victim? You got this platform, bruh. Like do better. I just want our black artists to do better. I think in general, I wish um, people really understood how incredibly talented Queen Latifah is. Like for real, for real. I don't remember what that song was that came out a couple years ago that she was on a clip of. But damn, her verse, her verse was fire on that. What song was that? So I'm gonna show my nerdy side. I love the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh yeah. Watched it before, like listened to it on repeat. Broke my cell phone because of how much I listened to it before I ever saw the musical. Queen Latifah's version of Satisfied which is my very favorite song on that album. Her and Lady Gaga, I think, on the Hamilton mixtape. Them and Miguel do Satisfied. It is so delicious and satisfying. Mm, okay. Mostly because Lady Gaga couldn't write rap that fast. <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, like, I didn't even know she did a remake of that song. Now I got to listen to it. So right, slide that in the chat, it. too. It's you so can't find it? No, so I got to go find it now. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and speaking, so now you brought up somebody else that I'm thinking about. Miguel. Miguel is a great artist, too. I'm going to say I don't really like listen, listen, listen to him. But some of his songs are like really, really good. I really feel like you said Black artists need to do better. I feel no matter what, no matter what genre you are in, as a Black artist, you have to do better. Because y'all, I feel like, and this could be just me in my opinion, but you have this platform where you are really influencing these young people. And my question is, what are you doing with this platform? What are you giving? to these young people besides shake your ass pop your pussy do this like what are you doing what are you giving back and some of the artists I have to say do a lot of charity work and like a lot of get, giving back to the community that we don't see which I love because I feel like anytime you're recording what you're doing are you doing it for clout or are you doing it because you're genuinely doing it you know um, but also I feel like if you have this platform especially with everything that's going on in the world what are you doing with it and I'm going to say like even with the NBA um, stars and I know LeBron and his team everything that happened with um, say their name each one of them came out every single game with a name on it like maybe they couldn't really speak up but they were speaking through what they were wearing you know what I mean like what are you doing with your platform girl the whole WNBA and the bomb machine that they are that don't get nearly enough flowers they got more to lose and are totally more vocal about injustice hey they got a whole US senator pushed out and another one elected like tell me that ain't power the power of women 
It's true. It is true. When you really think about it, we really run the world because we are the only ones that can bring life in here. Nay. What is your favorite out of the three we talked about today? And what is your one takeaway? Favorite is R&B. Always. Always R&B. Will forever be R&B. If there's an R&B version of something, I'm going to listen to it. That's just that's just me. My takeaway is just a um, reminder of how like music has evolved, like Black music has evolved and where in any genre or at any stage of it where Black people can find creativity and find other means to communicate and to express themselves. It's just, I mean, that just goes back for, you know, generations and generations and centuries and whatnot. Um, also, there are a lot of people, specifically Black women musicians, that need way more credit than they're getting. And a lot of this new stuff wouldn't even exist had it not been for these very important staples in Black music. So there's that. My favorite of this three would have to be my, my sneaky link hip hop, um, especially because I got into like overseas European like hip hop. Another story, but dope. Y'all should check it out. And my takeaway is contrary to what a previous guest said, there is tons of female MCs out there who are speaking more than just the sexualized lyric. We just don't buy their stuff or listen to their stuff to the extent that the other people are projected and by no means am I saying we need to take money out of those female MCs that are broadcast but listen to a female MC they're out there just pick one out support and I mean there's more than enough to go around we know that any everybody is could be millionaires and it's more than enough to go around right um so I will say my favorite is more so hip-hop I don't know it just gets me in a mood gets me what I need um and then my takeaway is don't forget about the people behind the scene because yeah we have these artists that we see but think about the people who are writers like ghost writers and writers for other people like for instance Neo is a writer a great writer and he's a great artist Kanye great producer now he's an artist like don't forget about the people who are doing all the work behind the scenes to get these artists up and get these artists in your view right because it takes to me they have a whole entire community not a community they got a state behind them to get them to where they need to be from like the editors the producers the musicians the sound engineers all of that so or the dream he writes a lot of Beyonce stuff I miss the dream that falsetto song is probably not a song I should have been listening to really young but (laughs) that was such he has a good voice so yeah okay so ladies we are going to transition into moments of melanation So Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today, we are highlighting a mom and daughter team. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, I thought she was going to do her. But I'm so excited because they, speaking of the Queen show that we talked about earlier, they're doing something like this because this reminds me of it. They are launching their own woman-owned, Black woman-owned label and making history in the music industry. And it reminds me of the show because because they were um, talking about how a lot of the stuff that goes on in the music industry behind the scenes that we don't see, um, women don't get their credit, or it's a lot of um, sexual assaults and things like that, or just being very belittling and um, disrespectful to women. And so they created their own label and to help bring specifically Black women and women artists and bringing this unique take on it. But also, I love it because it's Black women 
women, supporting black women, helping black women to get further in an industry that is supposed to quote unquote be for males, right? And so the mother who is Selena and her daughter Nia created the label to basically be proactive with supporting the artists fully like mind, body, and soul. So ladies, what are your takeaways? I mean, not takeaways. What are your thoughts? I think it's great. I feel like lately, and by lately, I probably mean in the last 10-ish years or so, have been seeing a lot more artists either go independent and female artists either go independent and start creating their own music and doing things on their own terms after, you know, years of being with other major labels or other male dominant labels. And this is just another piece of that pie that's being added, which I think is really phenomenal because it's going to create an opportunity and an environment for women to work creatively and to make the type of music that they want to make with the female support that they probably are not getting or have not gotten in other recording atmospheres. So I think that'll give the opportunity for us to be able to hear more music that's written by women and that's produced by women and that's performed by women. And just being able to to hear that perspective without the misogyny and without the um mainly possibly because women do perpetuate misogyny um but without as much of like the patriarchy and things like that kind of pushing a certain image or context or you know what I mean so I'm excited to see what these ladies end up you know creating and the artists that they bring on but I'm really loving women really taking autonomy and ownership of their own creativity and how they want to be creative yeah I think it's dope that they did it it just I don't know it saddens me that the way we get such a concentrated push and influx of women artists is for us women to do it ourselves like why do we have to be the one that pushes us out to the forefront like why can't a man kind of support us or the status quo supports us or the system support us why is it that we always have to be our own solution to the problem like so many other demographics they have people championing them and you know pushing them out to the forefront forefront but as black women we always have to be our own savior and protector which sucks now you know I can go on a tangent on this so I'm going to rein in my thoughts <laughs> and sum, sum this up of like I saw it on a um, IG live and this lady said something similar of like until black men actually start to stand up and protect black women on a not just like a oh everyday thing but more so like on a national type of level then it's always going to be black women to save the day black women are the heroes and that basically makes us not human like they don't look at us as human so they dehumanize us because we are well y'all got it y'all don't y'all are okay y'all y'all don't need help y'all y'all are the you know y'all are the ones that go out and do everything anyway so why do y'all need us and that's the problem okay let me stop because I was about to go there um but anyway I agree with you on that I totally agree with you on that and I do feel like as black women first and foremost black women supporting black women I think is amazing women supporting women is amazing in general because you can the support you get from a woman I think you said this earlier in an ep- uh, another episode Nay, is that it's unparalleled like yeah you can have support from you know your brothers the men in your life and things like that but having that genuine support of a 
woman is can catapult you into a whole new level that you don't even realize, right? Um, and to have these this mother daughter team duo to come in and it's like, you know what? F them. Let's start our whole entire. And we'll start our own. That way, once they start their own, now they have new artists coming up. So now they can actually change, quote unquote, what we really think about as a female artist. Like instead of having a female artist butt out and be very like extremely sexualized. Like how about we actually bring in artists that can still, you know, be a lyricist like Brandy, but also still very. I don't want to say conservative, but pussy and stuff ain't out, right? Like, and I'm being real because will you think about it? All of this are, these are images that are being placed on these young generations and these young kids. So now you have these young kids who are like 10, 8, 9, 10 years old wanting to dress and like somebody who's 25, 30. And it's like, wait a minute, you too young for that. But then that's a whole nother cycle of your mama's 20, grandma 30, great grandma 40. Yeah, let me stop. I think the biggest thing that this will provide is choice, like in the time and place in the artist to choose their own narrative, because there are some women who want to be viewed sexually and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when that's the only way you can be popular and get your shine. So I think this will provide a place for all types of women. Like if you want to be more conservative, it could provide a place for you. If you want to pop that thing, have the next version of WAP, it'll be a place for that too. Like women are not a monolith. Black women especially are not a monolith. We come in multitude of colors. So I think that's the beauty of this, the choice and the freedom, hopefully to be whatever kind of artist you want to be. Yes, I love that. And I was going to piggyback off that of like when you said choice, having, I kind of think of like having a black mom, quote unquote, and I know it's not their mom, but like having that black adult uh, mentor, like to launch this and be the background of it, like how many doors that's going to open up for all the people who want to be in the background, you know what I mean? Specifically for women, like, oh, you want to be a sound engineer? Okay, let's test you out. Let's see what you can do. Like, you know what I mean? Like really bringing in, of course, because I am really big on the background. So like bring in all of those new people, but also opening up all those new opportunities and jobs for women who may have tried to be a producer, you know, on a certain label, but they were like, ah, now nah, you're a woman, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? But now she can go to this beauty, uh, this beautiful new, um, my brain just stopped, record label. Thank you. <laughs> Um, this new beautiful black record label and actually get a chance of like, okay, well, this is the uh, beat I produce or I am a, go- I'd rather be a ghostwriter. So can I write for somebody, you know? So, yeah. But then also what you said reminded me of Khalees. Do y'all remember her? <laughs> And I remember she was saying, like, it's hard for unless you want to be very, very sexualized, it's hard to, quote unquote, be successful in our music industry. And so that's why she's really not doing a lot of music now. So so the beauty of this is that these women understood their self-worth, their self-love and self-belief to be able to create a whole entire record label is amazing. And the self-worth and the confidence that you had to have to do this, man, I say kudos to y'all. But also, you all know we're sponsored by another organization. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. 
And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a DM at Brianna underscore Latrice. See you on the call. Okay, so you all know we end every episode with an affirmation. Today, the affirmation is every day I write my own lyrics to my life. I create my own song and hype myself up. And I love this affirmation because every single day we wake up, we really do create our own lives. And you have to realize what are you writing? Are you writing something that is positive and that you know you're going to go out and conquer the world? Or are you writing something that is bringing you down? But always be aware the lyrics that you're writing and there we go what about you ladies Ditto. And so with that <laughs> we want to say thank you for listening to this episode we appreciate y'all and you guys go follow interact with us talk with us on all platforms interact with us on the blog at where'smyblueprintpod.com you can listen to us on all social media platforms and after that we're going to say over and out bye peace out <laughs>